Alrighty, hello. My name is Riley. Here with Chill. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hunter. Uh, with Chill Mart. Um, we're gonna plug the socials real quick. On Instagram, we are the Real Chill Mart. On YouTube, we are Chill Mart Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Chili Marty sixty nine, and we are on Spotify at Chill Mart. Thank you for letting us indulge. So, what do you want to talk about first? News, trailers. Um, it's not gonna be as dense of an episode. This week, I don't think it's gonna be pretty casual for the most part. We just got back from the trailers, so let's just talk about the trailers. Sure. All right. So there were three. There was Bones and All with Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet um, from the director of Call Me by Your Name. It was like thirty seconds. It was really goddamn short. Um, of that thirty seconds, what'd you think of it? Well, I didn't watch Call Me by Your Name, but um. You said it's really well shot, and that's what I got from the, the trailer, too. It's going to be another well shot movie. Um, it was very short, so I didn't get much out of it, but I just got an idea of exactly what it might like, be. I didn't get the, the horror tone. vibe that you talked about. But... Well, because it is a horror movie, but oh shit. It's also like a romance. It's about a cannibal that goes. I don't know which one of the two is a cannibal, but one of them is a cannibal. And they go on a road trip together, and it's in the 80s. So I don't know what the fuck is going on in terms of plot. Alright. So that's it. It looks good. Taylor Russell was amazing in Waves. And I think this is her next movie after after that. It's been like three years. So I'm excited to see that. Next up, another quick one was... Um, uh, oh, fuck. The Menu. I guess it wasn't quick, but it looked okay. Yeah, I didn't really like that trailer either. People are hyping it up, and I am curious to see it, but it looks just kind of eh. It looks like Hunger Games, but with pretentious cooks. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I The thing that I got from it was the acting kind of looked really dull for the actors and actresses they had. But, you know, it was just a trailer, you know. I'm sure they have a little bit more in the movie, but. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say on it. I might watch it, but we'll see. But I think the trailer we were both most excited about was Ruben Ostlin's new film, Triangle of Sadness. Um, he did The Square, and he did Force Majeure, which are both really highly acclaimed. And this is his first English um, you don't know the plot, but from what I've heard, you don't want to know the plot. And the trailer kind of didn't tell us what it was about. So I think it was all just like tome. It's pretty comedic, but it's also going to probably have some like thriller vibes to it. From what I've heard, it's like three separate chapters. So That's what it looked like in the trailer. So yeah, like so. each act is like a different chapter. So I'm curious to see how that structure is going to work. Because, like, if we have to learn entire new characters only for, like, 45 minutes, and then you just skip past the next ones, I guess I'm not sure how we're supposed to, like, care much about them. But I, I don't know. I am very curious to see it. And this is already getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Like, this is 
like probably number like 11 or 12 for people people are thinking yo this could get screenplay and director maybe an acting similar to like drive my car last year they're thinking oh it could get like four nominations including best picture so i'm curious to see how that plays out but those were all the trailers this week um so we can go on to news you wanted to talk about ea's last fifa game um i just think it's really funny because well it's the ea's last fifa game so there could be another fifa next year for all we know but uh i just think it's really funny that it's the last fifa game and they're finally adding a feature nice they're adding they're, women's they're league. adding women <laughs> but um uh, I'm looking it up now. I should have research before. But, yeah, it looks like women's football has not been in any FIFA game before, which is actually really new for EA for a sports game. Is having women. It's just having a new or feature, feature in for general, once, yeah. but I mean, I'm surprised it took this long to make a woman feature for fifa because a woman feature yeah a woman because <laughs> I, I mean honestly women's soccer is pretty popular too i mean not, of course not as popular as men's but i mean see they also do like where's the female like basketball where's the female that's hockey because from where's the bas- like softball and shit to where's, be honest though, the the most basketball i've watched is women's basketball and for some reason, I think it's a lot more entertaining than men's basketball. Because men are like, Whoa! Let's go! And yeah, then, I just yeah. feel like the women actually just care a bit more and are more oh. sportsmanlike. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 I concur. I mean, I barely watch sports to begin with. That's also so. because, you know, our our state team also only wins in the women's side That's, instead of the men's. Yeah, so. the men's side sucks ass. <laughs> so, yeah. That's another reason. And advertisements aren't as heavy. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're adding something. I hope it works out for them. I wonder who the new developers will be, if anyone's even going to pick it up. I wouldn't be surprised if they just make a new studio. Like EA does? No, like FIFA, like just... Well, because like... Like they have enough money, they could just make their own studio. I know that's a lot of work, but... I guess. You know. Well, because like... Is FIFA like its own brand and they just lease it out to EA? Yeah, or... FIFA's like the NFL, it's its own brand. But then oh, they lease shit, it out okay. To, yeah. okay. I mean, yeah, I I'm a, I don't know if I'll spend $70 to play it, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I'm glad they're adding something, you know? So I think the question was, do you think this is ever going to happen to Madden at some point? Do you think, like, since if FIFA Madden does well... Madden makes too much damn money for them. Well, like, if FIFA does well on its own... Do you think, like, oh, they'll, they'll be, like... branch off from EA? Yeah, NFL will be, like, you know... Well, FIFA's see, making more money. I think they make too much money there. to give a shit. Well, yeah, at this point. <laughs> but, like, well, I'm just saying, what if... I mean, FIFA already makes more money than Madden. Really? Yeah. I have not heard about that. Because I... soccer is more popular worldwide than That's... football. That's... Okay, yeah. But... That's true. Or football is more popular than American football. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But they'll, they'll look at the numbers that, uh, you know, they'll look at the numbers that FIFA's making over there with the new company, and it's like, oh, damn, we should probably switch companies because nobody's really buying Madden games anymore. 
We're and hopefully they have enough bomb. time to actually make a good game as opposed to like a copy paste. No, There's it's like if you've seen clips, it's literally just copy and pasting. Well, I know, but like that's why if they make a new studio, I hope it's not copy paste. Like yeah. they'll have enough time. Like maybe as like a quote unquote like free DLC, they'll just add the new people. They'll like change some shit or so whatever. Like just a live service you want to play as the '78 team. Here's the yeah. So instead of releasing a new game every year, you just have one game that constantly updates. Yeah. Because why the fuck would you keep making new ones? Because if you're not going to be able to create new shit. And then you can add DLC that could actually be worthwhile over the course of this like live service thing that they could do. You know? So like, yeah, every year, a free update, there's like the new teams and shit with the new members. But then you could also be like, DLC, you can like... There's like a bunch of different like modes. Maybe you, they can get creative with it and not just have it be regular soccer, you know? Because like old sports games weren't just the sport, you know? So maybe they'll add custom teams again, dude. Remember oh, that? Once. <laughs> remember that? Well, I remember John Madden wanted to make the reason why he wanted to make Madden was because all the other sports games weren't simulated enough. They weren't realistic enough. And now you look at Madden, and it's like, it still isn't realistic. It's just, or it gone away from realistic. It's more of just like, it exists. Sim- I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's not, because like, they have all these stats in there now, sure. from what I remember from the older games, so it just makes it all bloated. I mean, I don't know if it makes it realistic or not, but I just feel like, I feel like it would have Madden, you know, crawling out of his grave. Even though he was making money off of it, obviously. But I bet his family's estate is making bank every year too. Yeah, from from that. Yeah. So I can't really even say he would be rolling in his grave because he's probably like, yo, <laughs> yo, look at this dough rolling in. All right. Yeah. All right. Next on. up, Kung Fu Panda Four. It's coming out in uh, like fifteen months. It sixteen months. It's coming out. March of 2024. It's like really goddamn close, actually. Don't they have a show? They do have the Netflix show, yeah. So I'm curious if it's going to connect it all. Because, like, they've had Kung Fu Panda shows before, like the one on Nickelodeon. Yeah. But that wasn't canon. That was just, like, a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, because that, that got nuts. They had, like, Tai Lung's son. son? I remember yeah. that because I was watching that episode, and he's like, Who's your father? Tai Lun. And then, like, Poe's face just, like, <laughs> shock, oh. you know? Yeah, I remember that, too. I never I never saw the end of that, though. Me either. <laughs> I wonder if there is an ending. Dude, that'd be kind of epic, to be perfectly honest with you. So, like, I didn't love the third one, but it did end the story. So I don't really know how they're going to keep going with the with the plot at all. I, I I hope it's more like they they found a story that was necessary and people just don't see it yet. Because like Toy Story 4, right? People didn't think that was necessary. But for me, you watch that movie and it's like, yeah, this was like a necessary like film to make because it continues Woody's journey in a way that I didn't see coming and it was actually interesting. So I hope they do something with that for Poe. Instead of just making, 
like a another movie for money. Well, I, f- I feel well. Isn't the show the show that they have? Isn't he training a younger generation of pandas? I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I thought that's what I read, but that that was like right after Kung Fu Panda three came out. So maybe they changed the plot. Because there's a new but... show on Netflix with Jack Black. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about either. So. Uh... And I just because they got Jack Black for that, I'm curious if that's connected. I'm just excited because I liked all three Kung Fu Pandas. I know the third one was really weak compared to the other two, but... No joke, Kung Fu Panda 2 has a scene. It's, like, the infamous scene where he's, like, the flashbacks, and he's, like, moving that droplet, and, like, you see, like, his mom getting fucking murdered. Like, that scene makes me cry every goddamn time I see it, right? Like, like a scene with no dialogue for, like, five minutes. Right? If they can pull that emotion in again, I... I'd, I'd, I'd love it, probably. Like, I also feel like that was the problem with Kung Fu Panda 3. I felt like they didn't really know what to do with Poe's character, because he already learned a lot, just within yeah, two Yeah, so movies. like each each movie tackles like a different person's like other half. So like the first movie, it was Shifu's like other half that Poe had to deal with. Right? It wasn't like Poe's antagonist, it was Shifu's the second one was Poe's, like, antagonist. But then the third one was Ugwe's, like, antagonist. So I don't know if they're going to keep that structure. Maybe, like, one of the five's going to get, like, a shit ton of development. And it'll be, like, one of their antagonists. I'm just curious to see what they do. Maybe they'll bring Tai Lung back. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> the bring People the think peacock. he's still the best villain. I think Gary Oldman's peacock character is my favorite of the three. Because well, he literally wants to commit genocide. Like, how dark is that for a DreamWorks movie? I think it's really close. Between the two? Between the two. I mean, the peacock doesn't have that much screen time compared to Tai Lung. That's why I think Not it really. takes it down. Yeah. But, but I, he, like, yeah. I like him also because like of his connection to the main character. I know! Well, like, not every villain has to be, like, personally connected to the main character. Like, sometimes you can just have, like, a villain be a villain. But I think if you have too many, like, just random people that he's fighting, it won't matter. So you need, like, some of them. Well, I feel like you should give him a personal connection to, like, go after the villain, you know? Oh, sure. Like, it's, it's not like you murdered my parents. It's like you ruined my Christmas, like, in Die Hard. <laughs> sure. Also, no cap, Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. People will debate me. They will say, oh, actually, it's a Christmas movie. Just remember, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So is, like, oh, fuck, there's an Edward Scissorhands. That yep. count as a Christmas movie, too. A lot of Tim Burton. Movies. A lot of Tim Burton movies would count as Christmas movies. Except for The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Halloween movie. People think it's Christmas. Oh, it's not. Well, it's I've, a Halloween never, movie. I've never seen it. So You've never seen it? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, the month of October, we're probably going to watch a shit ton of horror movies. You should watch the Friday the 13th franchise. Just skip to the 8th one. <laughs> it literally has just, just a dude skip. boxing <laughs> Jason on a rooftop. I, it's I, so bad. I agree. This is going to be very good. I think we should watch a franchise that neither of us have watched. 
Because, like, you've seen all the Halloweens. And Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th. I have not seen any, like, horror franchises, really. Like, I know about a bunch of them. But I'm not going to, like, watch all, like, 16 Puppet Master movies. Yeah, I'd I'd rather watch a horror franchise that, like, hasn't gone downhill. Uh, then you might be looking for a while to figure out which one that'd be. We could watch the Exorcist movies. Because I think there's only, like, three or four of them. And the first one was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Because that's when they actually liked horror movies. I actually watched a YouTube video on the Exorcist recently about, like, the making of it. Yeah. That story was really interesting. Was it, like, wasn't it a haunted set? Also, like no, that, like, like the movie was just like cursed not to happen. Like it was oh, like I did bad shit that, was yeah. always happening. Yeah. I mean, I got through the first ten minutes of that movie, but then like I got distracted and then I never got back to it. But I would one hundred percent watch The Exorcist for one of the Halloween episodes. Absolutely. We want right. There's two cuts of The Exorcist, right? Maybe. See, like I'm, like. I'm just curious to see, like, so, this is, like, off-topic, really, but, like, a bunch of shit in the past got nominated for shit that, like, doesn't happen now. Like, if a horror movie got into, like, any awards at all within, like, the next couple of years, that'd be, like, unprecedented. But, like, Silence of the Lambs won. The Exorcist was nominated. The Omen got a bunch of nominations. Like, they liked weirder shit more in the past. F- f- funnily enough, because you would think they would like that stuff less. At least I think so. But, like, an NC-17 movie won Best Picture, right? It was about a guy that was, like, a prostitute. Zam! Zam? <laughs> yeah, they weren't afraid to spread their wings a bit. I guess. I Like, I'm just like, thinking, like, awards bait shit got kind of cookie. Today, right? Yeah, today yeah. it got a bit cookie. Just like, like I, I mean, I don't think the problem with the with the Oscars is like, oh, they're not nominating enough superhero movies. I, I just think it's like you said, there's just not enough variety. It's always a drama, even if it's yeah. bo- if, even if it adds nothing, it's another drama that just gets in. You know, like for example, like movies that are unprecedented that get in. Get Out is like a black exploitation movie that tackles race and is also a horror movie. That's like unprecedented, and that got in, right? Like I like shit like that, you know. Like I want to see, or like Joker. Yeah, it's a knockoff of like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, but it's still a superhero movie getting in. Like shit like that, I'm interested in, as opposed to like another movie based off of a book that is a drama that tackles subjects that are probably dark and dramatic, you know? Because there's a lot of them. Like racism. Well, I'm fine. Rich and poor. Greed. Greed. Or like Parasite. That was like genre bendy, you know? That was like a comedy, and then it became like a thriller, and then it was like nearly like an action movie at the end like a thriller action movie okay well you could just drop that and just say like it was actually like deserved i know every every time i i just told 
Hunter this, every time I watch it, I'm like, damn it, this this is just so good. It keeps crawling up my list of favorites of all time. And also what you're telling me is there's no way Mad God will get nominated again for Best Animated Picture? No. But because I, it's I, there is actually a chance Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio wins this year. Because Lightyear was too quote-unquote political, I guess. So that it's going to have too much controversy. Turning red is generic, I think. So Maybe is I'm Encanto. Just, that's true. <laughs> People love Disney, I guess. But honestly, this is a good year for not Disney. Because... God, I hope. <laughs> God, I know. And next year, they should give it to Spider-Verse 2. God, I hope. <laughs> God, I hope. I know. Anyways, we're going to get back to the news, but we do have a year at the Oscars we will talk about. We, we, we got really sidetracked. Okay, so next up, a Pac-Man live-action movie is happening. Did you hear about this? No. Wait, I heard about a Pac-Man movie, but I did not it know it was live-action. Live-action. They don't have a writer, a director, no cast, no crew. Someone just announced that a live-action Pac-Man movie is happening. That, this is actually awful. See, like... I, maybe if it's done like Pixels, maybe... Like, maybe I'll Pixels laugh ironically. <laughs> maybe I'll laugh ironically. See, but... like, the Mega Man movie was going to be live-action. Yeah, and then it went to animated, but now it's back to live-action. So, remember the Tetris trilogy? That was announced in 2016. It was going to be like a dense sci-fi trilogy. Oh, yeah. But it's fucking Tetris. <laughs> remember remember uh, Minecraft being live action? Mm-hmm. It, it still will be live action. That makes no sense. It won't, but now Jason Momoa is... <laughs> See, that movie's actually like happening, though, because it has the Napoleon Dynamite director. It has Jason Momoa in it. You know? Like... Pac-Man is such a weird pick for a movie, though. Because, like, Mario makes sense. I mean, you have enough shit that you can pull from. No. I think Pac-Man has enough, because they have... They have like, there's ghosts, and there's a yellow guy eating dots. Well, How do you make a movie out of that? I don't know if you're aware of the game, the platformer games on the GameCube. Though. Oh, Pac-Man? Pac-Man Land? Is that what it's called? Pac-Land or something? Yeah, they had three of them. Right? Yeah, Apparently, one of them was really good, at least, I guess. And they had the whole 3D animated cartoon on Cartoon Network. That people hate it. But yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, I, See, I think there's enough. It's I just... think they should just keep it, like, he is, like, part pizza. <laughs> he just eats shit. <laughs> like, but make it, like, a comedy horror movie. That, like, parodies, like, ghosts and shit. They're not gonna take, they're not gonna take that much creative. I know. <laughs> Speaking, though, of of video game movies, Chad Stahelski of Ghost of Tsushima is doing... of Not of Ghost of Tsushima. Of John Wick is doing a Ghost of Tsushima movie. And he is going to have an all-Japanese cast. And it's going to be all set in Japanese. And apparently Sony is like really down with that. And I'm really glad, because I played it all Japanese. I know some people had the English dub, but I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You gotta go for the 
I, I was going to do the Kurosawa mode, where it was also black and white and grainy and shit. But I wanted to see all the colors, because it's a really colorful game. So I just kept it the Japanese dialogue and voice acting and stuff. Um, but yeah, he is stuck with John Wick for a really long time. Yeah. So I don't know when he's going to get around to it. But I am very excited. I trust him to make really good samurai shit. Because he actually cares about action scenes. Like, story, just don't fuck it up. The story is right there, and it's really good. Just don't fuck it up. But also, like, are they going to have the side characters? That, like, you can go on their missions or whatever. Because, like, a large part of that game is the exploration. But if you're going to condense that into a two-hour movie, I'm curious how they're going to tackle that story in two hours. Unless they try to make it, like, a trilogy I, or some shit. I would try and split it up by the axe, if, honestly. I feel that, like that makes be... sense. Like, like, the second one, sort of, like, Empire Strikes Back, where, like, the uncle... Like banishes him and his horse dies and he's like left alone in like yeah a burning forest or whatever. After playing that game, I realized, dude, that like I wish I I told you not to spoil it to me. Yeah, I know. Like you didn't have a PlayStation, so you like go for it. Yeah. But then you got one and played it, and so it was like yeah. Like it was really it it was really good. I know. That's. Still my favorite game of 2020. I mean, I played I mean, it Hades in English, really close, but, but... I played it in English, but I... It was still pretty good. But I hear the Japanese voice acting is like a thousand times better mm -hmm. than yep. the English. See, I... Yeah. I did Kurosawa mode, but like the audio on my TV and the audio playing was like really weird, so I had to like reset it all. So then I just ended up doing the color version with... Japanese dialogue. But yeah, really excited about that. Hope Sony doesn't meddle with it and try to franchise it like Uncharted. Uh, oh god. Okay, so two two more things for news. Mark Ruffalo said some shit about um, Star Wars and Marvel. You know <laughs> more about this than I do, well, I guess. I don't know his exact words, but basically he just said that um, Marvel is less cookie-cutter than Star Wars. I am a fan of both franchises, and um, I'll have to say I, I disagree. They're both cookie-cutter? I mean, they're bit. both cookie-cutter, but I think Marvel is very much more cookie-cutter than Star Especially Wars. Especially early Marvel. I know they're trying new shit, but it never works. No, I... I feel like New Marvel, they still have that inner formula. Sure. But they still try and do new things, and that's why it doesn't work. Like, Eternals like tried to do something new, but it still had that formula. Yo, did you hear formula. it? They finally confirmed they're doing a second Eternals. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. Because, like, Patton really? Oswalt, the dwarf <laughs> character, he's like, yeah, Chloe Zhao is coming back. I'm like, that movie bombed. It got terrible reviews. I thought they were going to sweep that under the rug. It sounded like they were... Well, that's weird, because nobody talked about People said it was bad. That was it. And I'm just here like, bro, it's like actually pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not that. It's not. See, I just want Chloe bad. Zhao's style again. Because I look at Thor Love and Thunder, and it's like 
visuals and its looks, and I cringe. See, and then I look back at Eternals, I'm like, dude. See that that that's what I'm so good. That's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of those, a lot of the Marvel movies look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of hard to tell that they're in different movies. Like at least Thor Ragnarok has a different color palette than the other movies. But then a bunch of movies copied that color palette, <laughs> right? And, like. Love and Thunder is colorful. The, the new Ant-Man movie is apparently going to be colorful, but it's Peyton Reed, so it's going to be like a gray kind of color. Uh, I swear, yeah. I'm not going to watch that movie. That and movie's like, going to suck. There's just, like the Spider-Man movies, like there wasn't really any interesting shots until the third movie. I, I mean, there's like one shot from the first one. Oh, Homecoming, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The scene in the car with Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that shot's great, but I concur that it's blandly shot. Right, see, a lot of people concur with that sentiment that, like, the third one, Sony's like, go for it. Have not just medium-wide-angle shots. Like, have some goddamn close-ups, for God's sake. Even, I mean, I don't think earlier Marvel was cookie-cutter. With in terms of style, because like you had at least Dutch angles with Thor, or you had John Favreau helming the Iron Man's. Joss Whedon's direction isn't perfect in the Avengers movies, especially the second one. But the first one, like tone, was different between each movie. Now all of them feel so. Ha ha ha! Marvel comedy. <laughs> Honestly, though, uh, since we're on the topic of like color palettes, I actually do love. Avengers color palette. Which one? The first one. Mostly because of Captain America's suit from the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Cause, yeah. Then you'll go to... that Because Star Wars, each movie, I think you can tell exactly which one it's from. Like in terms of the creatives? Yeah. Or... Not like you can... Yeah, in terms of the creatives. But also you can just like... And I, I saw, like, people reacting to it, and it's like, oh, Star Wars takes place on a desert planet every single movie. That's that's Disney now, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, we're spoiling this for later, but our Oscars that we're going to be tackling is the first Star Wars, which kind of goes against, like, everything that Mark Ruffalo would say, because it's a really well-crafted and good-looking movie, right? Like, maybe he's talking about, like, modern Star Wars and I, modern Marvel. Well, but, like, if you compare all of it as a whole, there's a lot more creativity in terms of, like, just the look of Star Wars than Marvel. If we're talking about modern Star Wars, then I would have to agree to an extent because I've watched the re- the two recent, well, the three recent Star Wars shows, and they are very Marvel-y. And like they they have like gray color palettes and stuff, or just like it's just like the six episode format. Oh, is yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Like, See, Andor isn't that thirteen? Because it starts in August and it ends in November. Yeah, but I like, think that's... the second season is nine, three episodes per for an arc, and people say it's gonna work. Like it worked for the Clone Wars. But why because... do that to Andor of all characters? <laughs> like why the... do that to Andor? Three episode arcs works worked for the Clone Wars because like there's not much 
you're just telling a simple story. You don't really have to add that much depth to a kids show, to be honest. I, mean, I said kids show. Kids show. And the longer arcs are, of course, the best. See, you watched all of it. I've only watched the first season and the beginning of the second season. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> it's so boring. The first two seasons are The bad. best bad. episode is when the two clone troopers, like, take care of the girl in the invasion. And I'm like, oh my god, they're so gay. They're two dads with this, like, little girl. Bro, I'm telling you, best episode. It literally made me cry. The only time Star Wars has ever made me cry is that episode. Yeah, looking looking back on the first two seasons, when I was looking through all the episodes, just anticipating you to get to that Umbara arc, yeah, there was not any good episodes in the first See, two. It was because of that that I quit. But you're just like, dude, stick it out. They're so good. And I'm like, but it's so boring. Dude, they, at the end of season two, they literally have a Godzilla homage. Yo, okay. Actually, no cap. That's kind of badass. See, yeah. I attempted to watch every Godzilla movie, but I got about three in, and then the third one had blackface, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yep, we're not doing this anymore. Because, like, oh. originally they were going to go in... The, the third one is King Kong versus Godzilla. It's more of a King Kong movie than it is a Godzilla movie. But... Like Kong versus Zilla? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they were originally going to go to a country that had African-Americans... But it fell through at the last minute. But they needed to do the origin. So they needed people to look black. So they painted a bunch of Japanese people. And they did some really fucking awful shit. Like, they were doing a bunch of random noises. They were doing, like, tr like a bunch of weird, like, tribal stuff. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this is rough. This is really rough. This... Like, yeah, it's the 60s, but that doesn't make it okay, you know. But this was the American version because I got the Criterion Collection, which is like $150, but the fucking case is so badass. Anyway, it was, um, Jesus Christ. It was really, like, I don't know. It's, it, there's, I wanted to see the Japanese version, but I got the American so it would always cut away to, like, an American talking for, like, no goddamn reason. And I'm like, why are you here? You're not contributing to the plot. It's also shorter than the Japanese version. So they cut out a bunch of stuff, added new stuff, but it was shorter still. So I'm like, how much did they cut out from the original? Well, wasn't there two... Or didn't they plan on having two separate endings? So, maybe? Because the ending of... The movie is that they both don't die. There's no limit. Yeah. Unlike the new one where Godzilla wins. Because they make that clear. But then they team up to fight Mecha Godzilla. Badassly. And King Kong wins, which doesn't make any sense. Because if Godzilla could defeat King Kong, but not Mecha Godzilla, but King Kong could defeat Mecha Godzilla, but not Godzilla? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. That doesn't make because... any sense. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons. For reasons. Millie Bobby Brown was cheering on Monkey. Monkey! 
No, wait. I thought she was cheering on Godzilla because oh, yeah. she was saved by she Godzilla. Was a God, she was a Godzilla. Even though Godzilla son. literally murdered all of Boston. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Godzilla! You're Honestly, doing it! Yeah. Dumb movie. But it was really fun. <laughs> I had fun with it. Anyways, last news story. We keep getting on side checks. Last news story is Saints Row. You want to talk about Saints Row? You played the third one. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna. I don't. You're aware that there's gonna be a movie, right? The fuck, there's gonna be a movie. Yeah, they've talked about it a bit. Um, the dude who's directing it is he did Fast Eight. Ew. And he did Straight Outta Compton. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, if he did Straight Outta Compton and Fast, I think it would be a perfect fit because gangsters and they also have the themes of you know, uh, family. It's all about friends. From but Fast and people Furious don't the like cool the 8th Fast and Furious, but people like Straight Outta Compton. So, like, is he going to try and put it in the middle, sort of? Yeah, I, I, well, he also did, he also did, you know, Men in Black International. Ooh, ooh, that's not good. That's no Also point Friday. Though. I am aware of Friday. Which one? Uh, Friday. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, yeah, his track record is really hit or it is very hit or miss. There's like one good movie, and then the rest start a, bit, a couple of yikesies. Yeah, if he just if he just combines the two straight out of Compton and F8, and they'll be pretty pog. But the writer, the writer is where it really hits. He only has one writer credit. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh my god! That was such a poorly written movie. Yeah. But the director did hype it up a bit a while ago, like a year ago. He said, oh, it's going to be the next uh, Fast and Furious franchise. Jeez. But, like, if there was ever going to be one, that makes the most sense, I yeah. think. I mean, after recently playing the third one, I thought about it. And, like, you know, this is very Fast and Furious-ish, and I've never been watched Fast and Furious. I mean, even the franchise itself is. Like, it starts out with, you know, your gangster stuff, and then slowly... Fights turns into fighting aliens that blow up the earth. You're fighting them through a simulation. And then it got really meta because you could just end the game right away. You could, and the fran the franchise ended with Agents of Mayhem, a spinoff. But there was another game before that that was just a huge DLC for the fourth game, where you literally in you're you're in hell. And you have to fight Satan at the end. What? How did you get a wish at the what? end to either create a new world or stick with the new? The old one, yeah. I'd create a new world. I'm just get rid of humanity. You see, well, that's I don't where, think you're allowed to do that. That's where the old, that's where the old Saints Row and the new Saints Row come together. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, down. I think I, I think the it. canon ending is where you fight out of hell and you fight Satan. And Isn't that one get, just called Gat out of Hell? Gat out of hell, yeah. Gat out of hell. Because you play as one of the other characters called Johnny Gat, who sadly passes away in Saints Row the Third. Damn. But, so like. He dies in the first 10 minutes, and it wasn't emotional at all. Wow, he just goes bye-bye? Yeah, he dies off-screen. Damn, that's kind of epic. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, um, I... So, Saints, the new Saints Row is coming out next September? week. September? Wait, what? Yeah. I thought it was in September. Nope, it's Holy coming out shit. next week. Um, they, they've it? been slowly dropping gameplay. The marketing is Pretty shit. Yeah. It's awful. Um... I'm still excited because I just want to have fun. That's what Saints Row has always been. 
Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, girls <laughs> just want to have fun. You can... So, they released the beta for the customization, right? Mm-hmm. So, you can either have... You can't see penises or anything, but you could, like, you know, see nips and stuff. But you could also change the sensor of that stuff, so it doesn't have to be blurred. You could have, like, a zucchini blur. <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> so, they're keeping the jokey shit. But, yeah. like, aren't they scaling it down? Because I don't see any aliens in the trailer. Right oh, yeah. They're they're going to scale it down, I assume, to more like Saints Row 2, but also with a mix of 3. So they're going to keep it meta and funny, but they're going to keep it like... It's still about the gangsters. Because the, sure. the third game was, I, I'm pretty sure, I might have gotten it wrong, but it was a satire of how the media portrays gangsters as, like, cool, as pop stars. Oh, sure. You know, like, they're like, oh, look at... Like, like, a lot of old 90s raps, rappers, you know, like, they were gangsters, you know, but, Biggie, like, everyone's you know, like, yo, they're cool because they make good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they just, they dramatize and romanticize that culture, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Maybe the older games did it, too, but I know for sure the third one did, but. I mean, that's, that's an interesting, like, idea, you know. I mean, I've never played any of them. So you'll have to talk about it, I guess. I, I do want to say a funny joke in the fourth one. I don't know. This one kind of got me laughing. Sure. But after the when the aliens capture everyone and put them in a simulation, <laughs> <laughs> they put them in a simulation for each character, like what their worst nightmare is. And um, you, the main character's worst nightmare, is living in a, 60s, a 50s sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is censored. Jesus. So there, you can't hurt anyone. And like every time you it's swear, like really it, it's just like, well, what? Is it really slapstick? Yeah. It's, it's so like it's like three stages, sort of. It's off. That's kind of awesome. But until the end, when you start blowing people up. Oh. Because <laughs> you have to break the simulation. Dude. Yeah, this sounds like a fucking. Weird game. The, the fourth one was a Imagine weird... the fans yeah. going from gangster shit to aliens. I wonder how they felt. Like, I mean, OG fans. For me personally, it was pretty funny. I didn't really care. I was just having fun, but... Yeah, I'm sure people who, like, grew up with Saints were like, What the hell is this? <laughs> or maybe they also like that kind of sensibility, you know? Because, like, at least from what I... Because the second game is considered, actually, like, a masterpiece, but, like... From what I hear from that second one is it does have that meta commentary at the beginning, but like there's gonna there's that one serious moment like near the end that just flips it on its head and oh, is like sure. it's dark and serious now, you know? <laughs> sure. Um I mean, yeah. I will definitely wait for you to spend like thirty hours on it and then review it. Yeah, you know, maybe twenty. So it's still story based, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious about that. Um, I just want to make the ugliest character. No, yes, I'm going to make my it. dude look like Jacket from Hotline Miami. Oh, driver. Driver. <laughs> driver from Driver. Well, literally, because like... Literally me? Jacket but... is inspired by Ryan Gosling. Well, there you driver, go, yeah. So. Um, Alright, so is that all you got for Saints Row? I didn't know that was... Uh, I don't see... I would say more about the new game, but, like, there's literally nothing I really know about it because the marketing is, like, really, really bad. (laughs) Maybe it is a good thing. I just hope it's not generic. 
But a lot of people are complaining because they're a bunch of teenagers instead of adults. So they think it's like, oh, they're targeting a new demographic. It's not for me. Well, see, teens still swear and cuss and do, like, violent shit. Well, I feel like that adds a lot more to it because, like, it's just a bunch of kids who want to be gangsters. Sure. You know? But also they complain about, like, that dude's wearing a bow tie. Gangsters don't wear bow ties. Like, get out of the 90s. They wear a lot of different clothes than just yeah. baggy jeans now. Jesus. I keep getting ads on Spotify. I forget from which company, but it's like, the 90s are back. They we're, are? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we're are. selling the attire that y'all grew up with. And I'm like, oh, I didn't grow up with the tire. I didn't grow up with, I didn't grow up with the 90s. But I mean, I'm sure... People in their 30s will love to hear that you're bringing back 90s clothes. I, <laughs> I mean, did go. they bring back 80s clothes? Like, no. This decade? What was really. that 70s clothes? I don't... They're not... They're, what the hell no, was crop no, tops? People still wear those. <laughs> I know, but like... If you think... Like, for a while, like, they were not really a thing, but then all of a sudden they popped out of nowhere and everyone was wearing crop tops. I feel like that was like a 2000s. Maybe. Again, I'm not good with that. Well, like, I don't know. What, when are men going to start wearing crop tops? Because I remember watching Power Rangers and the dudes wearing crop tops. We should <laughs> convert to that. There was an image I saw on Twitter. And it was, when did this become less sexy than this? And the first image was a man wearing a barrel. And the second <laughs> image was a dude wearing a, a tuxedo. And I agree. We should convert back to barrel. <laughs> should wear barrel. We should wear barrels again, I think. That is peak fashion. <laughs> peak or, like, fashion. if you've seen the medieval, um, they, like, you've probably seen paintings and stuff of them having, like, these long-ass shoes. Like, pointy, really long shoes. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like, they're yeah, clown yeah. shoes, but pointy yeah, yeah. and metal. Sure. Those actually exist, and that was the fashion at the time. <laughs> the fashion. See, I don't think we should convert back to the 50s in terms of culture but i really like the style of like the homes and the cars and shit of the 50s just saying just everyone saying. dresses nice well that mm, dress we, is nice is debatable <laughs> um could we uh could we could we uh convert to wearing greaser jackets again and slick back hair <laughs> except for like the one that just curls on your forehead for no reason. Yeah, it's it's West Side Story and Grease is mixed together. You just gotta start snapping as soon as you walk into school. Yeah, just, yeah. There's like a group of like ten of you, and you're just like, just hopping back and forth as you snap together, right? And they start dancing on the tables during lunch. Yeah, we should do that. Again. That we should bring that back. Definitely what the '50s were like. Absolutely, <laughs> '50s and '60s. We should bring that shit back. I think. Why did that ever go? <laughs> Maybe it will come back. Like, 80s stuff started to come back. We just gotta wait for the 60s people to see, be younger. <laughs> see, I, th- I feel like as the decade's gonna go on, we're gonna, like, convert to, like, the culture of the 90s or the culture of the 2000s, right? When the 2000s come back, there's gonna be so much fucking denim. <laughs> Are you ready for denim to we come back? We have to back? go back to edginess? Yeah, we have to go back to, um, my Chemical Romance and fucking... There was like, a lot of anti-American songs at the time, too. Mm-hmm. So, do you think we'll go back to, like, We bands? should go back to anti-capitalist ideologies. Well, it was more of people 
we're just against uh, a president at the time. Thou <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> Who forced everyone to go to war. Thou shall not be named. Thou shall not be named. Bad president? Question? Jimmy Carter? Uh, uh, you know, I, I can't confirm nor deny that sentiment. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Uh, People would resurrect him. Just <laughs> Futurama. They have also, like Reagan. People would literally kill themselves to bring back Reagan just so he could be president. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Literally, he won like every state except for Minnesota. In his race, which is so funny. They made fun of that in The Simpsons. They did? Yeah, it was like, it was like, I think in like the newspaper or something, he said, uh, it said, Ronald Reagan said, where's the beef? Remember that joke? No. <laughs> that, there was a joke for some reason way back in the day called Where's the Beef? And it's literally just Where's the Beef? He said, Where's the Beef? And then Homer laughs at and he's like, No wonder why he won Minnesota. <laughs> oh. Damn. <laughs> so stupid. I'm telling you, Simpsons preseason six is peak. I, I've i heard that. <laughs> yeah. Like a million times? <laughs> yeah. From you, yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so I think next up, I'm just gonna quickly talk about the I Am Groot shorts. I saw them on Letterbox. What the fuck? Oh yeah, those. I uh, forgot that came out, and I'm like, oh wait, what? This is a thing. Okay, so I watched them. I love when the opening is 20 seconds, then it's a three-minute short, and then the last three minutes is credits. So it's six-minute long quote-unquote shorts, but they only actually show, like, three-minute stories in it. So, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't like most of them. <laughs> go, go, go figure Pretty sure it's for kids, but... That's yeah, true! Sure. See, um, I'm gonna look this up. There was one, though, that I really did enjoy. Okay, so, here's one. The episode is Groot takes a bath. Groot skins an animal alive and dresses as a woman. This is the best thing Marvel has ever done. <laughs> That's all I gotta what? say. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, most of these episodes are really boring. There's here's one. The episode is called The Little Guy. Groot then committed mass genocide by accident. What a villain! He did. Yeah. <laughs> so like. He was, like, defecting around on, like, an alien planet, and, like, he lifted a rock, and there was a bunch of, like, little people, oh. and he stepped on them, and just obliterated all of these people. Like, he's truly a war criminal. Funny, <laughs> funny, cute tree guy murder. Ah. <laughs> murder. <laughs> um, yeah. The only one that I give a six is the one where he takes a bath. The rest is four or less. That's all I gotta say about I am Groot. I don't know if this could be any more. I just watched the five that are out. So, do you want to talk about the box office of 2022? Or yeah, not? we can talk about the box office. Yeah. So, the only movie to cross a billion this year is Top Gun Maverick. The only one. Well, we're still recovering from the pandemic. Until Avatar 2 comes in and just makes... Fifty bajillion dollars. 
You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it's the first movie to make three billion. It, it's only going to be because of China. Yeah. Most people don't yeah. care in the U.S. Oh, they will care. Trust me. <laughs> We're going to make. Them I know. Care. I, I I know American culture. Like all of a sudden, when the movie comes out, everyone's like, "Oh, I loved Avatar one. I always they're thought it just, was great." Yeah, they're going to come yeah. back and praise it for no like, reason. I mean, yeah. it was okay, but like, yeah, I loved Avatar. I, one. I loved it. It was. It was I loved it. it. Was honestly, I, I've always loved it. Don't account. look at my Twitter history. <laughs> don't look at my. See, I'm I I won't lie. It's not like unique, really, in terms of story, but also it's like an enjoyable movie, and it looks great. I think we're so it, just fight me. Its strengths is in world building, but it doesn't even do it properly because they don't do it enough, or just there's just I just feel like that yeah they just don't dive into it as much. I, that's what I'm hoping dive? the sequel does. Water dive. <laughs> Diving into the world. Oh my goodness, dude. Alright, so. So. Yeah, number one in the box office is Top Gun. Number two is Jurassic World 3. I literally have no. I, you're the only person I know who watched it. And it was not good. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, people. Like, if you look at the demographic, the majority of people saw it internationally. Because no one gives a shit. Like,. I don't know, man. I don't know why the hell. Like, here's here's another one. Doctor Strange 2 was like 40 million away from breaking into the billion dollar like, range. Like, why? What about that movie was so influential to make that amount of money? A, a lot of people like Doctor Strange. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Like, I think he's one of the most bland characters in the MCU. If he's in a team up, he works better. Yeah. That that's all. Yeah, he works better in a team than a solo movie. Right then, Minions Two is at number four. That Kino. That's not surprising <laughs> though. Like. Yeah, I the this I illumination. The, I mean, I don't know. Like here, Thor: Love and Thunder is number six, seven hundred and twenty million total why <laughs> stop that's not okay and then i scroll down and i look at number 26 everything everywhere right that shit nearly broke 100 million i heard it did but i look at box office mojo and it hasn't so i'm not really sure which that's, one's that's true. still shocking that it's actually made that because we still had to go to a select theater yeah we did so i mean honestly it's it's sort of like with the Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson. Like people knew about that movie, but it just gained a lot of momentum through like word of mouth. Cause like most people were like, okay, I don't know what that is. But then people were like, yo, it's actually pretty good. So more people went to see it, and they were like, yo, it's actually pretty good. So then they would talk to a bunch of other people about it. it. Sort of spread like that. That's everything everywhere. No one knew about it. But then people were like, yo, it's really fucking good. You should watch this. And then people watched it. They're like, yo, this is actually really good. I'm going to recommend this to people, right? I mean, I recommended it to my dad because he loves, like, The Matrix. It's kind of Matrix-y, you know. And he did like the action stuff. But he didn't love the movie in general because he thought it was, like, too heady. And I'm like, it wasn't that heady. I'm like, yeah, it's multiverse, but it was pretty straightforward. I, I, yeah, it was very straightforward. Uh, I, I, 
I thought it was really funny too. I see. I I watched it a second time last Sunday, and I didn't think it was as funny. But I was into the emotional stuff more. Yeah. Because the first time I watched it, the transition from the first half to the second half was like really jarring, and I just couldn't get into it really. So like, even though I knew the emotional stuff was good, I wasn't really liking it that much. But the second time, I got into it way the hell more. And, yeah, it's so good. It's still my number one of this year. That might change, but in terms of as of now, in mid-August, it's still my number one of this year. Uh, well, we need the actor for Wayman to get nominated. We need him to honestly. win, dude. We need yeah, him to, to win. Because honestly... Honestly, honestly though, Wayman is literally me. Honestly though, I is. agree though. He it's is. like yeah. See, people when they watch the movie, they're like, "He's Oscar worthy in it," and I'm like, "He is." Like, when you look at like predictions, right? Because people bet on Oscars like really goddamn early. People at first were like, "It's good," but we don't know if it's gonna get it in. As more time goes on, people are like, "Dude." holy shit, this is like a lock, right? It's going to get into picture and director and win screenplay. It's going to win screenplay over a Spielberg movie, which would <laughs> which would actually give screen, would, an Oscar to Spielberg because he's finally writing a movie after like 30 years or something like that. But another classic on their hands? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe. But then it's going to get like three actors now. People kind of knew that Michelle Yeoh and Kihoi Kwan would get in, but people didn't know if the daughter character would get in. But now it just keeps getting so popular where they're like, yeah, she's going to get in because she's just such a big part of that movie. And I did love her performance a lot the second time I watched it. So I'm like, yeah, I'd love for her to get in, right? It's going to get an editing win, maybe. It's probably going to get into like sound and visual effects. Maybe even score, hopefully costumes, dude. But I mean, like it's it just keeps growing as more people watch it. So I'm I'm excited for it to lose a bunch of awards. I I, I think this is uh, it's gonna be a movie a lot of people are gonna look back on. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, people won't shut up about it. There's enough people saying like stop praising it. It's mid because it's just so hype. That there's like an underground swell of people that don't love it as much. Because it's popular? Because it's popular. <laughs> but, anyway. I'm well, I mean, to, yeah. it's okay to not like something that just but, because it's popular. Yeah. If it has a toxic community, yeah. But I don't think it is, because a lot of people really love it, and it's got like a positive message at the end. And stuff. Very positive. Very message. positive, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking here. Uncharted is in the top ten. But it only made four hundred million. Oh, look at this! Fantastic Beasts. Oof, rough. Oh, that made money. <laughs> no, I mean it's at number eight, but it only made four hundred and five million total, which is like weaker than the other two. Oh, they should just reboot Harry Potter. <laughs> just reboot Harry Potter into an HBO Max series. Uh, maybe get Alfonso Cuarón, who did the third one. Yeah, he's just yeah. get him back. 
You also did Gravity. You don't like Gravity. But... <laughs> no, no, no. He did Prisoner of Azkaban. I know, I know. Yeah. That's like the best one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. But, you know, Gravity. Gravity. You remember? Yeah. I've never seen Gravity. I'd rather not watch uh, Sandra Bullock just breathe in space for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? I am in space. space. <laughs> George Clooney be like, <laughs> you are yo, in space. sacrifice self. <laughs> Just goodbye. I am ghost now. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, did what? I spoil the movie? Yeah, Oops. you did. I've never seen it. <laughs> Oops. Alright, so now we, okay. We could talk about our favorites of this year. I've seen more movies from this year than you have. Yeah. But you have a way different number one. Yeah. Um, so, I've seen 35 things. I count miniseries for my letterbox list, so it's actually only like 30, like 4 movies. But, yeah, Everything Everywhere is my number one. And my number two is The Batman, because I'm basic. <laughs> and then my number three is The Northman, which is so good. I watched that in the theater, and like five seats away from me was like an 80-year-old grandma. <laughs> and like I, I was surprised to see her there. But when I left, she said that it was like actually good. So maybe she's... <laughs> maybe she's... Kino. Kino. Maybe she's maybe into Kino. Maybe she's into Kino, right? My number four is Top Gun Maverick. Because, I mean... It's good. I don't know what to tell you. It's a really good action movie. Then five is nope, despite my criticisms with it, and it only being a seven out of ten. I've seen like only mediocre movies this year. I'm not even gonna lie, but yeah, pretty pretty good. My the rest of my ten is Prey, Fresh, Sonic Two, The Atom Project, and Bullet Train. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna watch The Atom Project eventually, but I'm probably not going to. See, I like, personally don't. Most really people like it. don't like it. But I, I was charmed enough by it. I, I, I liked it enough. I personally don't really like Ryan Reynolds outside that's, of Deadpool. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's a I fair thing to say. I think he's very knowing. I get his those ads all the time for Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Yeah. That's, those are the only ads I get on YouTube, actually. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, now that we're talking about Mint Mobile, you're going to get Mint Mobile ads all of the time. Mint Mobile. Mo Google Mint Mobile. Well, I'm going to go through my top five. Sure. Um, my top five is... Wacky? Is it's, it's a I have weird. Prey. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right in five, yeah. And then uh, Everything Everywhere, mm -hmm. basic. The Batman, yep. you know. So, basic. like, you, even though you have, like, some are rated higher than others, you put them on, like, rewatchability, I think? Yeah, that, well... Or like, just, like... Well, like, my scaling is really weird, like... I'll have a really good movie above a movie I would watch more, but, like, I just know this movie is just way better than this sure. movie, you know? Yeah. Like, that's why I just have to put it higher because it just exceeds everything. Like, I have, next is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent because I was very entertained throughout the movie. Sure. I know it's not the Great. best yeah. movie ever, yeah. um, but I everything would much rather watch that me, over the bat. Is that number 16? And then Batman's number two for me. <laughs> and then, yeah, I get to my number one. Mad but, God. Mad God. But, like, I think I would watch it again because 
It's just a trip. get rid of Shudder so you can get the free trial again and watch yeah. it again. It's, 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 it's an adventure, bro. You just gotta watch it. I don't want to get Shudder, but it's, like, I like, know I can. It's, the, it's just... I know this is gonna sound generic, too, but it's... It's literally two... You can watch it two different ways. You can either watch it thinking and picking up all the, the symbolism and themes... Because it's sort of a put put together your own story. There's no dialogue. Yeah. It's very, or you can just watch it and be like, "What? The fuck? That's cool. <laughs> wow. That, that's kind of epic." But also, it it pays homage to a lot of other movies that are very popular. Like, um, I feel like you'd get a lot more of it because it's, uh, especially the ending is heavily inspired by 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh. So, I love that movie, dude. I watched it once. It was literally New Year's, right? I'm like, I'm bored. I want to watch a movie. And then I scroll HBO Max, and I see that. And I'm like, I'll watch it. And then I was, like, put through an experience. I walk out of it, and I'm like, imagine being the easiest 10 out of 10 yeah. I could maybe ever give, right? So good. So far, the social network has been a very easy ten out of. It. I know that's generic to give a ten out of that, ten. That is a good movie. I, I like, think that's I been one of the. Watched it with easiest. my parents because they never heard about it, and they're like, "Dude, that was fucking great!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fucking great. It's so good." Yeah, one of the best scores in a movie, I think, because it just sets the tone so well, and it's like, it's it's, like sometimes it's like orchestral, but then sometimes it's like. And it gets like really weird and like intense and like electronic y. Like, especially during the scene when Andrew Garfield confronts Jesse Eisenberg at like the one million member club or whatever, the party. Like, the, the, the music in that scene is so iconic. It's so good. See, I don't remember the score because I only watched it once, but. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the only reason why I picked up the 2001 A Space Odyssey homage is because. You explaining the movie. I mean, I still don't understand what the hell 2001 A Space Odyssey is, but, like... You want me to read my review of it? Because it's, like, like, really weird. Some of the things... The, the things you told me, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> ah! Huge brain fart. Mega mind... I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I mean... Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for it. But, I mean, 2001 is such a... It's a movie where... You can put whatever you want on the internet. Like, a lot of people think there's one way to think about it, and there probably is. Like, how I read it is probably way different than how other people read it. So I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so are you telling me Mad God is exactly that? Maybe. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I think Mad God, you can look at it however you want. I saw funny gas mask man. <laughs> and monsters. Funny. Funny, funny monsters eating people. Okay, so. Oh my god, why is this review so long? Okay, here we go. So, um. Here we go. Uh. Um. God, I talk about technical elements too much. Okay, so. Now this might be the wrong way to look at the movie. But from the first few minutes, I was catching flavors of what the film's subtext has to offer. At first, it came off 
as human nature, how humans evolve and create, but only for our pain. How humans, from the very beginning, conceptions have been there to be selfish, to use what we have against others. However, I then finished the movie two and a half hours later, and I found something, at least for me, that fits more properly. Knowledge. The knowledge we aren't supposed to know, what we search for, uh, answers. The film strikes me as a tale about the dangers of what we are. The monolith is symbolic of knowledge. How it shows Dave, who is the main character of like the second half. Um, the universe. How Dave can't comprehend the truth. How we use knowledge to advance ourselves only set us on a path of failure. How we use the knowledge to create how only to be killed by us trying to find that knowledge. How it's sometimes dangerous to know. I know it's somewhat flawed, but that's what I saw in the movie. So I don't know if that's at all what Mad God's about. But sort of like, are you talking about like similar in terms of like, symbolic how you can look into it a lot or just like yeah that's what i'm talking yeah that's oh. what i'm talking about but like i didn't know if you meant like the themes were similar i mean <laughs> maybe you can find the same themes i never watched 2001 a space odyssey but like there are i don't want to say it you just have to figure it out for yourself because okay. there right. is a moment where it's like wait a minute and it's only like 80 minutes, right? Like, it's a really short movie. It's really short, yeah. Alright, I'll probably watch it sometime. Um, Alright, so, next up, I think we should talk about The Boys. Season 1. We haven't finished Season 2 or 3 yet. But we are kind of watching it. We'll eventually finish it off. Um, but what do you think of Season 1? See, I, I watched it more recently, season one. Um, yeah. I thought it was very good. Like, I heard it was good, and I saw the memes of it. And I'm like, how, like, I, I didn't really know anything about the plot. I just knew Homelander was a piece of shit, and that's it. But I watched it, and I'm like, damn, dude, that was really good. Season one, like, is really graphic. I didn't expect it to be graphic. Like, they shoved the bomb up. Yeah the guy's ass and then explodes him yeah. translucent or like the main character's girlfriend gets ran through <laughs> right at the beginning right yeah. at the beginning or like how homelander like melts the oh, his right lady end. friend right at the end and like her face and her like skull cave in and shit like it's really dark but i i think oh it's a really good satire of superheroes and Modern superhero culture and I love the marketing campaign around this show because even though it's from Amazon which is maybe the biggest company ever the people doing the marketing for this show are so in tune with just making fun of everything that it just it fits so well they are yeah uh... and they're using the memes because I saw Amazon Prime they right Amazon Prime mm -hmm on YouTube or something, they uploaded a video of Homelander's darkest deeds, and it's literally just the memes he's done. Like, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> or like... Oh, fuck, shit, shit, shit. See, I watched a video 
it, it's like even like their stupid videos that they post for fun yeah. get memed. Like deep thoughts with the deep. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I know like the community so calls good. them the the community calls them the peak. He's like <laughs> the peak, dude. I, honestly, I I think I so far I haven't finished season two, but I vastly prefer season two. Um, See, like the the tone for season two, at least so far, I've I'm up to episode four. I finished that. It's way darker. It's not as like comedic. Yeah. It's sort of like sitting in like the grittiness more, and like I'm I'm okay with it. It's just I liked the tone balance that they had in the first season more personally. But maybe it'll get better. I don't know. Um. Um. From the first season, my favorite part was Flight Thirty Seven, right? Flight Thirty Seven when Homelander went on the, the you know when they went to go save the plane, and, and then oh, and then he lets Dude, it. Yeah. Honestly, that was actually kind of terrifying for me. Yeah, like was... imagine like having a Superman figure, like hey, he's gonna save us, and then just Let's fucking leaving you. Yeah. Like he's like, I will burn you alive if you don't back up. Like holy shit. Honest, and, yeah. And then they use it all as like a political campaign to get him in the military and shit. Like, it, it's all just like so shitty. But it's how like real life is too. Like yeah. it blends superheroes with like real life really well. Because every superhero is a piece of shit, <laughs> except for Starlight. But like almost every other superhero is a piece and, of shit. Except Black Noir, because he's funny. That's true. He says nothing. He just stands there. I love in season two, there's a scene where they go to this tech lady, and he doesn't say anything. He just sits next to her. (laughs) She's just like, or, you know, just wait there while I do this, you know? Like, she just keeps trying to blow it off, but he's just staring at her in the computer. She's like, okay, I'll do it now then. But yeah, like, the Vanisher is a piece of shit. A-Chain's a piece. Like, the Deep... He did, like, a bad deed right at the beginning, but then, like, he's trying to get better throughout, like, the show. And, like, you feel bad for him, but you know that he was kind of a piece of shit. So it's, like, it's hard for me to like him, you know? Because you don't want to like him. I yeah, that, that's how I feel. Because, like, you know, he... The dolphin. <laughs> like, Remember? oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to save this dolphin. And then the dolphin gets run over. Or, like... Like, he feels bad about, like, his gills, and he, like, gets sexually assaulted in the gills. Like, that was tough to watch, because the girl was like, oh, you like it, don't you? And he's like, stop, it hurts. And just, like, it was really uncomfortable. But, like, you gotta think that's how he made other people feel, too. That Well, that's true. So yeah. he deserves it, but it's, like... It's a, it, it, it's tough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I recommended it to my parents, but now that I keep watching it, like, maybe I shouldn't have done that, because I don't know if they would like this type of stuff. My well, my dad's my dad watched Game of Thrones, so I mean, he he loves the show. To be, I think, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah, my dad watched the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, but got so bored he just skipped to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Geek and Chad. <laughs> I'm just gonna see who sits on the throne. <laughs> he just skipped past three seasons. <laughs> Just to get Honestly, to Honestly, though, he did skip the three worst seasons, I think. Oh, <laughs> well, there heard, you go. So. Yeah. No, he, he just said there was too much to keep up with, and it was just too, like, 
poorly paced. He thought it was just too boring. But he kept, he was just too invested by that point to just give up. So he just skipped <laughs> the rest of it. And I find that really fun. He's just like, well, fucking, I'm going to see the rest of it. But yeah, Boys Season 1 is like an 8. There's, like, I love the yeah. setup of following Jack Quaid's character, Huey. Like, you, you follow his perspective going into this superhero shit, and, like, his relationship with Starlight is, like, really good. A lot and, of people like, don't like it. What? I love it. I love when they get together and do stuff. Like, in season two, when they sing, we didn't start the fire. It's yeah. one of, like, my favorite scenes. I just love their chemistry. But, just, yeah, that's season two. Can we season- just say that... The literally B character here is not, it's it's not Homelander. It's it's not Carl Urban Butcher. It's it's it's, it's Huey. It's Huey. Huey yeah. is literally us. <laughs> he listens to Billy Joel. He's awkward. He's awkward women. with yeah. women. Uh, he's a he's a he's a bitch. He is a bitch boy, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, I love him. Every time it goes back to him, it's like my favorite scene. I know yeah. most people love the superhero shit, but I'm like, go back to Huey. I love Huey so goddamn much. And I, I can't wait to see Jack, Jack in Oppenheimer. Yo! But there's like literally a million people in that movie. Yeah, yeah I but I, I'm just going to look forward to Jack, to be honest. I think he's good. He's an up-and-coming star now. Absolutely. And yeah. he's a gamer. He's, <laughs> so, he's going to be another literally me? He's, like, he's literally me. So, yeah. All I gotta say is like eight out of ten, really strong start. Very, very strong start. Um, uh, I'm just ready to get to season three with Soldier Boy. I'm yeah. so excited to see that. Uh, Jensen my, Ackles. Yeah, 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 my sister watched all fifteen seasons of Supernatural, so I'm like, you should watch The Boys because he's in it. And then I told them that, like, he's a Captain America like but he's like a piece of shit because every superhero yeah. on the show is a piece of shit she's like well i don't want to see him be a piece of shit i like seeing him being a good guy i haven't seen him in supernatural i've seen him in smallville so i've only seen him as a villain so far oh okay so right, yeah yeah pretty normal CW. <laughs> what do you what do you think about um the boys season four is gonna start filming now mm-hmm. uh what do you th- you heard about uh, Gen Five, is it Gen V Five? Is that the teens? Yeah, they're the... they're gonna have a Hunger Games like show with teenage superheroes in <laughs> school. Like a spinoff show, or is that gonna be in season four? It's a spinoff show that leads to season four. Wow! So like, apparently there's gonna be a really short gap between the two. Like it, it like. I mean, I still don't know if we have to watch Diabolical, the animated show, but it has. Yunyu Jung from Minari. So, I, I'm <laughs> curious to, to see yeah. that. I mean, maybe it, it does. Because I'm pretty sure that has Soldier Boy in it. Jensen Ackles? Also, I think Ben Schwartz is in it. Also, like, when I saw the cast for Diabolical, I'm like, I know, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I also love, like, the movie shit. Where, like, they're plotting out, like, the trailers for the movies. Oh, yeah in the show. So, like, again, I keep mentioning season two, but we're supposed to be talking about season one. Like, season one, where Seth Rogen is, like... Yeah. (laughs) He shows up, and he's, like, talking about, like, the Transparent movie. 
Like, I just, that's so, like, real life. Like, they, it's just a bunch of PR bullshit. But, like, behind the scenes, they're just a bunch of money-hungry people. Giancarlo Esposito has been kind of disappointing me, though, from season two. He hasn't done much. Yeah, he's not in the season that much. Does he die? I assume he dies. Maybe. I haven't seen it all. I have one episode left. But, yeah, season one, I really liked, because, right, Carl Urban's just on this revenge story, and Huey is just like, yo, I just want to, like, like, he's along for the ride, but he, he realizes that Carl Urban's kind of a piece of shit. So he's like, no, fuck you, I don't want to be a part of that. I'd rather get captured than go with him, and that's why I like Huey, because, like, he, he wants to do good, but he does have enough like capability to do anything but yeah yeah season one eight out of ten what do you think i'm gonna eight out of ten eight out of yeah eight out of ten um this show has really got me invested though i know um apparently 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 from what i've read on reddit apparently these are redditors by the way apparently the the, the comics that these are based off of are actually awful. I've heard that, that the show's, like, way the hell better. Yeah, because the author, I don't know the author, but he's, like, notorious for, like, shitting on a bunch of things, but, like, he does it really poorly. Okay. So, like, the show is doing it a bit more naturally. Yeah. I mean, it is forced, but it's, like, funny. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, I'm, yeah, yeah. So, parent, that, apparently... I just want to see more Homelander. I honestly, though, Homelander. I mean, I like Homelander and season. I know I'm gonna go on season two again because, um, uh, I know he he's an asshole, but like one thing I do appreciate about him is how he wants to be there for his son because he doesn't want his son to grow up like he did. Sure. I feel like that's something even a bad person would kind of do, like. I don't want my son to turn out to be like me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, like, he, he's done, like, too many bad, like, his presence. The show has built him as, like, a presence. Like, every time he walks into a room, you're like, fuck. But he's funny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, the meme where he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, looking around. Or, like, when he's in the crowd, and he's like, <laughs> all right! Oh like, yeah, the Fucking memes are so good. <laughs> so good! Or when he shoots all the people, don't you see that meme? The what? Where he shoots a bunch of people? What? Oh, did you... You didn't see that? No, you... I'm not... I don't even know if you're that far yet. I'm... I just finished episode four. What was episode four? Two. Or season what was episode four about? They were on the yacht. Oh, yeah, you're not that far yet. Yeah. There's a really funny part that's Wait. really gruesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I think we... we I mean, it's we, not funny. It is, but it isn't, sort of. <sighs> I don't want to sound like a psychopath when I say it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny because the memes around it are funny. Sure. That's why you... You're going to laugh a fuck ton at American Psycho. <laughs> when it's like, 
and like you're just gonna <laughs> laugh at the memes. It's funny because the memes when he's you know banging the prostitute, <laughs> he's just like staring at himself in the mirror. God, <laughs> dude. Okay, so I I I brought this up before, but the Oscars were talking about transition is 1978, the year of Star Wars. It didn't win any of the major awards. It like swept technicals, but it didn't really have a shot at winning Best Picture. See, I only did this year because of Star Wars. I know barely anything about any of the other movies. All I know is like Close Encounters and Annie Hall. But there's like so many other movies that were in contention for these awards where I'm sort of just like, Okay, I guess you're a thing. I don't know what, what you're doing here, but I mean, alright. So yeah, Best Picture, Annie Hall, Woody Allen. Do you know the story? No. The, 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 uh, not of Annie Hall, but of Woody Allen? Of what oh, happened? Yeah. No. Sort of. I know he's... Woody Allen was an ant, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the story, but I... Which story were we talking about? Which story? So, okay. <laughs> he was married to this woman, right? And this woman had an adopted daughter. And one night, oh, the yeah, married yeah. woman yeah. found photos of the two fucking. Yeah. And she was like, oh my god, child porn alert. But it turns out they were in love, right? And so Woody Allen and the adopted daughter got married. And they're still married. But in my head, I'm thinking, what is going through their heads, right? The adopted daughter sees this guy is like, ah, yes, stepdad, I'm going to fuck you and marry you, right? Like, you know that incestual shit that's like on porn or whatever? Yeah. They took that to IRL, and like, it's like really stupid and funny when it's in porn because it's like memed on a bunch but then it happens in real life and we're like oh i don't know about that that's kind of that's kind of not okay you know it's yeah a bit cringeworthy you know i think i know about this i know about the story now i I remember it now that story or a different i remember that story now yeah yeah it's it's like i guess I'm glad it worked out for them. That's, I guess that's what I have to say. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess I it love worked. I grooming people. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I do think number two was probably Star Wars, though. Because it won six technical awards. And it was nominated in... De- deservedly so. Those at, at least the first two were very ahead of their time. I mean, it didn't level. win picture anywhere. It just didn't, right? Um, again, the movies I'm about to list off, I don't know what the hell they are, but these ended up winning actual like picture awards, The Turning Point and The Goodbye Girl. Like, I don't know what they are. Ah, that movie. That yes. movie. Mm, that I movie know has one. Tim Allen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Absolutely. So, for me... What was interesting was the close encounters of the third kind situation. 
So Jaws, Spielberg's breakout film, gets into picture, but he's snubbed in director and screenplay. <laughs> but then Close Encounters comes out, he gets nominated in director, and it's it, it it's nominated for nine awards, but then it's snubbed in best picture. It doesn't get in. So, like, really early on, the Oscars didn't like Spielberg, <laughs> I guess. That's all, that, that's all I gotta say. They didn't like him, I guess. And it's they still... I think they like him more now. Because every time he makes a dramatic movie, it gets... Oh, Oscar. yeah, but it's drama. 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 Um, Alright, so director. Woody Allen won director. This was a bit more obvious than picture, because it won the Director's Guild. And at the time, Critics' Choice didn't exist. The Golden Globes were like really hit or miss. Basically, none of the guilds existed. So whatever won was sort of just like heat of the moment, like hype that went into that ceremony. You couldn't really look to what had won before because they kind of just did whatever the hell they wanted. Can't look at Alec Baldwin and the Actors Guild? No. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Um, I do think number two is probably George Lucas for director. I keep I'm so okay. I I can't I can't believe you went from that to the prequels though for directing. I know. See, like, I look. I'm 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 gonna make an argument, right? Annie Hall was like a was like a dramedy. It was comedic. It was a romance. It had dramatic moments. It was well acted, and this was like Woody Allen's breakout hit movie. Like he made movies before, but this was like his big breakout. So people were like, "Yo, we should give him some awards," and that's what ended up happening. But Star Wars at the time was like one of the biggest movies of all time, just like straight up, it just was. So I'm I'm curious to see if maybe they were thinking that that could win, like the first sci-fi movie to win Best Picture. I has there been one? Nope. There's been. No sci-fi winners, and one fantasy winner with the third Lord of the Rings. Well, that and there's like no good fantasy movies out there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Only the Lord of the Rings trilogy counts, apparently, is good fantasy. I mean, it is I good. I mean, but... literally, it's the only good fantasy movie you can watch out there. Yeah. A lot Are of you going to get the... What's what's that movie? Was that the movie with Nicolas Cage or something? The the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Dude, I watched that as a kid so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Steven Spielberg, again, nominated in director, like, everywhere leading up to it. So, I'm... Like, there hadn't been... <laughs> Like, two sci-fi movies nominated. Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> so, like, okay. Like, Stevens... I'm curious to see if this could have been the first year to have two sci-fi movies in Best Picture. I feel like a lot of people were thinking that, but it just didn't end up happening. And it still hasn't happened. Ever, I don't yeah. think. Um, yeah. It'll happen with Dune 2. Oh, wait, they don't like Denis... They don't like Denis. No. <laughs> See, yeah, that was... I remember when he got snubbed. I was watching it. You were sitting across from me. I am watching the director lineup, right? The third name is called. And it clicks in my head. Holy shit, they passed Dune. 
they passed because it was the title name, not like the last name of the person who directed it. So like the D was passed. And I was like, holy shit, Denis got snubbed. And I looked over to you, and I'm like, holy shit, Denis got snubbed in director. And then you just stared blankly at me, because I don't think you knew what to say. Because, like, I don't know what you're supposed to say to that. I didn't love the movie, but, like, snubbing him in director is, like, a fucking travesty. <laughs> but, but, like, that gets in for screen. But not director. That doesn't even make any sense. But yet okay. again, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was nominated like for two things, and it was nominated for five, and it won two of them, but nothing major. So yeah, they don't like Denis. They just they, they don't like Denis. Why can't they nominate my favorite movies? <laughs> Why can't my favorite movies win at the Oscars? In Selma. <laughs> Why can't Starship Troopers win Best Picture? Or Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, Alright, so I'm, I'm going to just kind of quickly go through the acting awards. So Richard Dreyfus won lead actor for, like, a comedy, I guess. I don't know. Diane Keaton won for Annie Hall. That was one of its four awards. And I hear, like, it's a really good performance. And, like, that was the only thing that the Golden gave to Annie Hall was that performance because he didn't win any Golden Globes outside of that so like even if Star Wars did win like picture director she still would have won I guess supporting actor I don't really know who any of these people are but Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan Kenobi gets in he won right no he didn't he was just nominated oh I thought he won he didn't well even him being nominated is weird to me because like what was the criteria for it wasn't so back then it wasn't old white guy screaming because like their criteria was so weird right they just picked whatever they wanted well because now it's old white old 40 year old white guy screaming mm-hmm. or so it's Troy it Kotzer where it, he's silently screaming and doing sign language oh, yeah. <laughs> and they changed or, it or it's or it's I'm sorry. Supporting? I'm canceled. Or it's black guy crying. In supporting? Yeah. He, he doesn't even have to be crying. He just... Exists. No joke. The amount of people that have won that are people of color in supporting versus lead is, like, astronomical. They just... They're like, oh, you're a person of color. We're going to put you in supporting and you're going to win there instead of because people don't... Mm, yeah, that's yeah, yikesies. That's a yikesies, you know. Like, like Alec Guinness just was... He said some lines, and then he, like, did a really slow lightsaber fight. Maybe it was and then he, career? He did win for Bridge of the River Kwai, like, 20 years prior. So he was older. Like, he, there's an infamous, like, interview where he's like, I read the script and I thought it was shit. But it was so <laughs> charming. But, like, there was something about it that, like, attracted him to the project anyways, where he just did it, even though he thought the movie was going to suck ass, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And, you know what? I don't really know if oh, I... Oh, that is funny, because it is a George Lucas script, and you saw the prequels. <laughs> yeah. And, mm, yeah. Um, yeah, supporting actress. Well, or, or, sorry, you're insane. Because, like... Well, like, wh- why pick him? 
Like, I feel like Harrison Ford would make a lot more sense. He's more funny. He's got more, like, iconic scenes. He's in the movie more. But they go with the guy that played Obi-Wan. Because he's an old white guy. That's true. He is old white guy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, um, well, there there is a misconception here um, for the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. But, um... I don't know if you knew, but I, I think uh, I think George Lucas actually had a writing team for the first three, and then the prequels. I think it was just him. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, just gotta clear that up. There, it was just him. <laughs> Even though, so he is the, a bad writer. When uh, you look say. at the script, like who like would have won the award on like the ballot or whatever, it would have been just him. He was the only one credited. Yeah, well, that's how for the first usually, one. Usually they. Well, because, like, for American Graffiti, it was him and two other people for screenplay. But for Star Wars, it was just him. But I think American Graffiti has a better script. So I feel like you might be right when saying the team yeah. of people doing it makes it better than just him. <laughs> I mean, usually teams do a lot better than just... Well, like, that guy. depends on the teams, though. Because you could be, like, ten people changing a script constantly. Or you could be, like, three people. Sort of like yeah. getting together and making something. Because like, good. most likely you'll have, if you have three people, they'll be like, wait, that doesn't seem right. Because in this part, you know, he says this, and it's like, oh, shit. why did I think of that? Oh, mega my brush. You know, you'll have people <laughs> reading over it, being like, oh, oh god, damn it, I'm so <laughs> stupid. Oh, so okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna skip over supporting actress. No one knows who's in this one. Original screenplay, Annie Hall wins. Um. Three, the third award to Woody Allen. Huh? I was that yawning. Night. What? I was the yawning. third award they gave to Woody Allen that night. Oh, that, that screenplay director and producing the film, but he never showed up. <laughs> that, okay, I know he did some bad stuff, but that's kind of a <laughs> giga chat thing. He literally hates showing up to awards, like. Every time he won an Oscar, he was never there. He just said, fuck this shit. And he just, even though they kept giving it to him, they loved him. He's like, fuck you, I don't give a like shit. Like Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, basically. Except he just didn't show up because he thought he was going to lose. Basically, he actually yeah. won. So he's like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you. But it was like a day later. He's like, oh, fuck. I thought he was gonna win. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I haven't seen The Father, but I hear that's like one of the best performances of this decade. Even though it's been three years into this decade, <laughs> Sam, the best one of the best movies of the decade. Not best movies, best performance. One of the best movies of the decade. <laughs> it's literally 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. One of the best movies of the decade. So okay, Star Wars gets in. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is apparently an original screenplay. I thought it was adapted, but I guess it's not. And that would have actually given a nomination to Spielberg, because this was when he was writing. Yeah. But he got snubbed. He did AI, too, right? Did he write AI? No, he, he did AI, though, right? Artificial intelligence, yeah. Yeah, yeah he okay. did that. Yeah. That was way the hell that, later, but that, yeah. Yeah, that's on my sci-fi list, so. Like movies to watch? Yeah, for sci fi genre. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to skip adapted screenplay because I don't know what this is. Score! 
obviously went to John Williams. It did? For Star Wars. It did? Yeah. Are you sure? It won the gold. Are you, you sure they gave score to someone who actually, like, deserves it? Or? Yeah. So, like, he was nominated <laughs> twice that year. Once for Close Encounters and once for Star Wars. But Star Wars has the more iconic score. Like, when, you, the, the when, you, th- when you think most iconic soundtracks in a movie, one of the first ones to come up is Star Wars. And people even knew that at the time. Right? That's why he swept. That's why it was so obvious that he was going to win, by this point, his third Oscar. Because people were like, yeah, we, we kind of have to. Because it's just so good. Literally, if you think of any iconic theme from a movie, you think of a John Williams score. Nearly. Yeah. Like, he's just so good at what he does. At least, I think, when he was, like, earlier in his career. Well, yeah, he hasn't really done... Well, that's because he's, he's done just a lot reusing of music Unique Wars, stuff so. recently. But, I mean, yeah. At the time, people were like, yeah, this is one of the best film scores. So, they're like, yeah, Dude, we're going to give it Superman. the win. Superman? That was later. Um, all right, so now cinematography, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That was five years later, yeah. Um, Wait, is this 78? Yeah. So Superman was 78. So that would have been 79 Oscars where he was nominated. Because he was oh, nominated yeah, yeah, for Superman, yeah. but he didn't win. I was just thinking, like, wait, that was the same year? Damn. No, that was one a of year later. doesn't have good CGI, and the other one... Oh, I guess I've only watched the restored Star Wars movies. I did see the original way back when my dad had VHS tapes of them sure. back. I was like six. See, but not really I think if it. Star Wars was nominated for cinematography, it would have won. Because it's like Dune, where like maybe it's not the best in its category, but it's so technically well-crafted that they give it to it anyways, sort of. Yeah. Plus, I think, I just don't think we have the technology to actually have like or, like, Mad Max the, Fury Road was similar. Because it, it just sweeps technical stuff. You know, Mad Max Fury Road just should have just swept everything. I, I, I <laughs> not, actually concur with that, but... Not, not, not gonna lie. Just like, not, not just text, but, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Just... So, yeah, like, like it. Close Encounters is not nominated for picture, and it's snubbed in screenplay, but it wins cinematography. I'm, I'm wondering what's going through the Academy's heads in seven. Also, why wouldn't they nominate Star Wars? There's a lot of good-looking shots in Star Wars. Like, yeah, some of it's, like, floaty, but there's a lot of, like, the sunset shots and shit. Iconic. Iconic. (laughs) Right? Editing. Star Wars wins. It's an award to George Lucas's wife. Yeah. X. Well, at at the time, they were married. If, honestly, though, that... I think it's the same situation with the Blade Runner movies. If that movie didn't have the editing that it had, I don't think it would have at all been because, where it like, is today. originally, like people who saw it before, like the transitions that they did for the movie, they were like, "It's so janky." But what they were able to create with like the the shit where it like pans to the next scene, where like it, it like yeah, the I now iconic editing transitions that fucking iMovie copies and stuff. (laughs) Like, it was just so revolutionary for the time that they were just like, ah, yes, Star Wars, you win editing. These next two, actually four awards I'm about to mention, all went to Star Wars. Art direction, 
makes a lot of sense. It's a sci-fi movie. You had, like, the Death Star and shit that they're running around in. You also have, like, the huts in the desert. And you've got, like, all of the shit that they built for um, that desert planet. I don't know Star Wars. I forgot its name. <laughs> you should watch him again. <laughs> I know I should. Um, costumes. It won costumes. And at first I'm like, what? Mark Hamill's running around in, like, a robe. That won costumes? So? But then, robe. but then I think about, like, oh, shit, all the stormtroopers, Darth Vader, what they did with Chewbacca, the fucking people, the, I forgot the their Jawas. name, the Jawas, yeah. in, like, the robes and shit. I'm like, okay, that actually makes sense that it won costumes. Would, would, like, the alien prosthetics also count? For I think that counts as makeup, but they didn't have that category. So I guess it would count as costumes yeah. here. And then visual effects, it won, because no shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it's dated, but at the time, it was like, ah, oh, yes. Impeccable visual effects. Dude, even, even and, like, the miniatures and shit that they used, you know? Like, damn. I, I'd say even now, it's, it's like, like, it, I'm going to bring up Blade Runner again. It's like, I mean, it's not as good as Blade Runner, but it still holds up really well. It's, I mean, it's... Not the lightsaber dated. stuff, really, but, like, the, the yeah. lasers and shit. Or, like, when you get the, the miniatures the where they're yeah. going on, like, like, the Death Star. And they're like... <laughs> like, it's so damn cool, right? And that leads into sound. It won best sound. Because, like, no shit. You've got, like, the... <laughs> with the lightsabers. You've got, like, <laughs> with, like, the laser guns and shit. Or, like, the Death Star. It's like... It's iconic. <laughs> yeah, like... The sound design in that movie is so damn good. Even, like, God knows how many years later. Right? And then it wins a quote-unquote special achievement award for basically they're just like, you did revolutionary shit. Here's another Oscar. But, like, no one else was in the category. It was sort of... <laughs> they created an award just for stuff. And it did revolutionize the industry. You know what? I, I brought this up before on the podcast, but it literally invented blockbusters. I'm sorry. I don't think it invented... It revolutionized blockbusters. Well, that's yeah, two different things. Blockbusters were still around, but they weren't like... Because, like, The Godfather was considered a blockbuster. Right? Like, it just depended on, like, the definition oh, of a blockbuster. I remember I was practicing driving in my car, uh, in my car with my dad way back when I was trying to get my license. And I remember hearing on the radio, like, this dude was, he was, he was in The Godfather for, like, two seconds, but he talked about how much he remembers people were, like, lined up to see The Godfather. Yeah, see, like, shit, like, and, see, yeah, blockbusters were different then. Yeah. Right? Like, Jaws was, like, a blockbuster, obviously. And then, like, there's block, there's like dramatic blockbusters, but then there's like the summer movie blockbuster, right? I think that's what like Jaws did really well. It was like a summer, like thriller shark movie, but that was like really goddamn big. But then you had dramas like Lawrence of Arabia that made fuckboats of money, or Ben Hur that made fuckboats of money, or like Bridge of the River Kwai, or Godfather. Blockbusters were so different then, as opposed to now, where it's a bunch of franchise shit. Like, well, you could never see 
Like, if The Godfather came out now, I don't think you could see that break, like, 100 million. And it would be in select theaters, yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, because... I'm... Star Wars invented the franchise thing. It it did, yeah. Like, like franchises did exist. Like, Batman and Superman were franchises, but they just weren't movies yet. So Star Wars I, got there first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sadly, now the only thing that makes money is franchises. I know, it kind of sucks. So long are the days of... Godfather. <laughs> Drive 2011 Drive making money. So long are the days of seeing a Blade Runner movie. Wait, neither of them made money. Yeah, Wait both bombed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does that mean the show's gonna bomb too? Yes. <laughs> it's just the Isn't Blade that called 2099? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to feel. Okay. I mean, cool. I, mean, I, guess, I don't know. I'm sort of glad. I don't. I Ridley Scott. Damn you! God, Damn he's so phones. Old. You he's guys so aren't watching my Blade Runner show. He's so old, dude. He literally made his first movie when he was forty, and that oh. was in the seventies. Like holy shit, the guy is old. <laughs> he never even got close to winning any Oscars, ever. He just will never win. I just, I just think. Yeah, he's one. I think he just has a huge ego because of Alien. (laughs) He's like, I made Alien, bitch. (laughs) Cultural impact. Fuck you, dude. Aliens was nominated for like eight Oscars. That's like not even a joke. I'm about to look this up. Aliens, the sequel, was literally nominated Sigourney Weaver in lead actress. Like that's not a joke. Should we, should, should we watch the Aliens and Predator movies for uh, Halloween? I don't know if that would count. Does that count? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, see, look at this. It wins visual effects and, like, sound editing, which, like, makes sense. Well, but then it's nominated in, like, editing and score and lead actress. Like, it's so random. Like, this wouldn't happen in the modern day. No. You wouldn't have in that get an actress nomination. Like, that's fucking whack. They have to cry or scream they silently. Do. Or they have to like be stoic but the critics say it's an impeccable performance. There's layers. <laughs> like Ryan Gosling right. Drive 2011. Oh, um, or like Tobey Maguire in, in uh, no Way Home, where he's just like, guys, I'm acting. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm he was acting. better in Boss Baby, to be honest. <laughs> Shut up. Alright, last thing we're gonna cover is the Saturn Awards. They are the funniest awards show that's, ever. That's true. They will nominate random shit, like, the greatest showman won best thriller <laughs> Saturn Awards. Like, this is how batshit insane they are, okay? So, every year, I'm like, I right, give me the funny shit. I'm ready for the funny shit, right? Um, So, we're going to start off with the text, and then we're going to go up to the different genre categories, because they don't have just best picture. They have, like, horror, sci-fi, oh, yeah, or fantasy. 
Didn't Rise of Skywalker win best? It was nominated. I don't think picture won. So. Yeah, I was but it was nominated it also in director and screenplay. <laughs> so fucking funny. J.J. Abrams. I won a Saturn Award. Woo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> Do you think when they get their Saturn Awards, they just like throw them in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> It's another one of these fuckers. <laughs> they just fucking throw it at a wall. No, they do like a scene from Office Space where they like beat the shit out of it with the fucking baseball bat. <laughs> like, honestly, I wouldn't put it like against them to do that. Saya. Or, or Bruce Willis gets his new Razzie. Saya. Your new Razzie has arrived. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, but the then they. Took it away because they realized that he had a mental disability. Yeah, because he announced he had it. Yeah, and so they're like, "Oh, well, now we feel bad, so we're, we'll redact it." Damn it! I want my Bruce Willis award. <laughs> I want my Bruce Willis. Well, they just dedicate the bad actor. Also, they qualify films from both 2021 and 2022 for like certain deadlines. Oh, that's not confusing at all. Nope, not at all. So, all right, visual effects, Doctor Strange two. Wait, they, these are the nominees for the visual effects. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife, Spider Man. Oh boy. Um, Top Gun Maverick, Godzilla vs. Khan, Shang Chi, visual effects, and Black Jurassic Widow. World Dominion. No. Guess what's missing? Black Widow. Dune. Imagine snubbing Dune. In visual effects. I think they should give it to... Your mom. Ooh, got him, dude. Oh, gee. Alright, here we go. Best film makeup. Alright. Crimes of the Future. The fucking new David Cronenberg movie. That's, I think that's kind of an inspired pick. If you look at photos of that film, there's like a dude with like six ears on his fucking head. Or like there's a... Like, like a dude's chest is like opened up and shit like it's really wacky um anyway Nightmare Alley Guillermo oh <laughs> Jesus um yeah we're looking at photos of Total Recall this you're talking about you taught you brought up six ears so like I had to bring up the what a... That looks like a... That's a yikesies moment. Um, either way. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. So, alright. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and speed this up, alright? So, the Batman, Dune, Army of the Dead in makeup because zombies. Um, Thor, Love, and Thunder in makeup. What? <laughs> what? And then the Suicide Squad, which is a good pick. Costumes, yeah, Shang-Chi, Cruella, The Batman, they're all wearing leather or suits, but I mean, okay. Dune, Thor, Love and Thunder, in costumes, um, Nightmare Alley, and Eternals. Suicide Squad, Saturn Award Sweep? No, because it's only been nominated in makeup. It didn't get visual effects or costumes. They love sci-fi they love blockbusters. Like, a lot. Um, see, production oh, design. Yeah, I forgot the Suicide Squad bomb because mm. everyone's stupid. Yep. 
Uh, best production design. Shang-Chi. The Batman. Cruella. Nightmare Alley. First nomination for Everything Everywhere. All at once. It didn't get costumes, but it got production design. I guess. For a mall? For the mall. Which they didn't even build. They just <laughs> changed the layout, I guess. Dune, and then Last Night in Soho. Best Music? Nope. Cruella. Doctor Strange. Oh my god. The Batman. Nightmare Alley. Crimes of the Future. And Shang-Chi. Michael Giacchino. Also, Dune's not here. No Way Home's not there. No, it's not. It's not? Nope. Editing. Here we see... Spider-Man No Way Home in editing, which I think is kind of weird. I think. Um, Top Gun Maverick, which is actually a good pick. The Batman, Nightmare Alley, Everything Everywhere, Nope, and Ambulance. <laughs> Michael Bay. Dude, holy shit. Supporting actress. Okay, the acting awards are so funny. Alright. Hmm. Aquafina. Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Jody Comer in Free Guy. Oh my god. Carrie Coon, who is the mom in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Viola Davis in The Suicide Squad. Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere. I like that nomination. That's a good that's a good nomination. Diana Rigg in Last Night in Soho. She plays an old that's it. She got nominated, I guess. And then Marissa Tomei in Spider-Man No Way Home. Who the hell is Marissa? She plays Aunt May, you boomer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Aunt May, Home Alone. Home Oh, no. <laughs> Best Supporting Actor, Paul Dano and Colin Farrell for The Batman. Paul Dano for screaming? <laughs> no! This was not how it was supposed to go. <laughs> Ethan Hawke for The Black Phone. Alfred Molina for Spider-Man No Way Home. No! <laughs> this is not how it was supposed to go! Benedict Wong, Doctor Strange 2. Kihoi Kwan, Everything Everywhere. And Richard Jenkins in Nightmare Alley. See, Nightmare Alley is so weird. Because that's like a... That's a drama. That, like, from Guillermo del Toro. And it's being mixed in with shit like the black phone and Spider-Man. So, like, I don't know how to feel about that. I have a feeling Del Toro is just, like, the biggest, bestest Chad you will ever fucking meet in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why. I just get that. Every time I hear that, it's just like a presence. I can feel him. You can, I can just oh, feel Del can Toro. Can you rephrase that, please? <laughs> I feel Del Toro. That's... I feel like he's looming over me and watching me. He's watching over us. He's watching over us. For fuck's sake. All right, best actress, Kate Blanchett in Nightmare Alley, even though she's in the second half of the movie. <laughs> I guess she's lead. Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place, part two. Zoe Kravitz, The Batman. I thought she was supporting, not lead, but whatever. Kiki Palmer in Nope. That's actually a good pick. Emma Stone in Cruella is not a good pick. <laughs> is not a good pick. Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere. I Yo. swear to God, if she loses, I'm going to scream. And it's going to be to this person. Zendaya for Spider-Man. Kill <laughs> 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 
Alright, actor in a film. Timothy Chalamet for Dune. <laughs> I guess. I don't know why. Tom for him Cru- just going. Yeah, he just stared blind. My family was murdered. <laughs> Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise. Top Idris Gun Elba Gun in The Suicide Squad. I actually like his performance. I'm, well, I'm fine. Doesn't like that. Idris Elba. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Tom Holland in Spider Man. He cried. He did. He cried. Simu Liu, Shang Chi, Robert Pattinson, the Batman, and Daniel Kaluuya. Nope. There's one person missing. Is there? Who is it? Short round. Is he not on there? No, he's in supporting. Oh, okay. We yeah. haven't gotten to supporting. No, okay. we did. I already said this. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why don't we scream? Because there was nothing weird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why, why did you want to scream? Yeah, I wanted to. Yo! Oh, shit! Winner. All right, so best writing. The Batman. The Black Phone. I don't know why that's there. Everything Everywhere. Very good pick. Nightmare Alley. Nope. Scream. Or Scream 5. And then Spider-Man No Way Home. Scream 5 for the s- win. For the win. Scream 5. I swear, if... Everything everywhere doesn't sweep. I'm gonna be so pissed. I need this for me personally. I need this to win. I personally think Scream Scream is gonna win. Here we go. Best best director. Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley. Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick. Jordan Peele for Nope. Matt Reeves, The Batman. Here we have Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Very good pick, but I don't know why that wasn't in any acting or technical movies. <laughs> John Watts for Spider-Man No Way Home. And S.S. Rajamuli for RRR. Guess Where does RRR come from? <laughs> I know. Look, guess what's not here? The Daniels for everything. everything. I guess they don't think they deserve director, but I think they do. I think Morbius deserves it. Best di- Yeah, where's the Morbius sweep, huh? Not a single Did they the Razzies yet? No. <laughs> That's gonna Damn. sweep the Razzies so fucking sweep the Razzies. <laughs> Are those people gonna make memes on that? Yes! Like, it's actually gonna sweep the Razzies? And yes. they're gonna be like, it won seven I'm Razzie awards. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually see Matt Smith winning support. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Best animated film. Minions, The Rise of... <laughs> Yo, okay, Luca, Lightyear, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, Encanto, and Adam's Family. Adam's Family, sweep. Let's go. Okay, they snubbed Turning Red, which I think is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Turning Red is a good movie. What? It's go. about. It's not about a. Here we go. Here we go. Best. Yes. So now we're into like the genre categories. All right. Best thriller, Ambulance, Nightmare Alley, The Northman, which has gotten nothing up until this point. Old, The Outfit, and Pig. Pig is like not a thriller. It's a drama. So I don't know why the fuck it's here. 
right here we go best action adventure this is first nomination in action or adventure west side story action <laughs> musical Wait, why is why was the greatest showman and thriller then and fucking one it won should they just make a musical Category. I don't know. And then we have shit that like actually makes sense. Right? Top Gun Maverick. RRR. No Time to Die. F9. And for some godforsaken reason, they have Death on the Nile. Which is a mystery. But whatever. That's cool, I guess. Right. Oh, that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> I watched it. It was so fucking boring. Okay, here we go. Best horror movie. Quiet Place Part 2, Black Phone, Last Night in Soho, The Night House, Scream, and X. I think X should win this. Because the hype around that movie is insane. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really goddamn good. You're missing one horror movie. What? Dune. <laughs> Dune. Here we go. Fantasy movie. Cruella. Why the fuck is that in fantasy? It's... There's no fantasy. Oh, Disney. Disney. Disney means fantasy. Oh, here we go. Best fantasy film. The unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> God damn it. It's real, though. It's right alongside that is The Green Knight. Right. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Everything, everywhere. And then The Secrets of Dumbledore. I think The Secrets of Dumbledore <laughs> is going to be here we go. Sci-fi film. Crimes of the Future. Dune. Free Guy. Godzilla vs. Kong. Jurassic World Dominion. And nope. Jurassic, Jurassic World yeah. Dominion. Alright, final category. Best superhero movie. For Love and Thunder. Mm. Thor, Love and Thunder, Sweep, The Suicide Squad, oh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2, and The Batman. That's all. You know what's going to win, Spider-Man? You know why? Because it's nostalgia. It's true. You know what isn't going to win? The Suicide Squad. Which should win? I'm just, I want everything everywhere to win every category it's in, but I know it's not gonna... I think we Michelle Yeoh is gonna lose to Zendaya, and I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Zendaya sweep. She won supporting actress for Far From Home, so I don't see why she. I think she's gonna like actually think the award's actually useful, and no. like she's gonna like, yo guys on social media, you know like. I think she just... she'll throw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, their butler would be like. See, she has an Emmy. She doesn't need a Saturn award. <laughs> yo. Saturn award no. has arrived. <laughs> oh, throw it in the pie with the others. It's like we're gonna have a ritual later and just sets them all on fire. Um, so that's all we've got for this episode. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I might just plug the socials and we'll we'll head out. Uh, unless you want to talk about Peng. Who? Peng <laughs> from the Kung Fu Panda Wiki. No. This is, it's actually not Tai Lung's son. It's actually Tai Lung's own uh, nephew. What? What? What is he? What? Okay, yes. doesn't matter. He I... realizes Kung Fu is toxic and is, was like, hey, 
It made my uncle bad. Even though it wasn't that, it was because Master Shifu told him he was destined to be great, and as soon as he was told he wasn't destined to be great, he shut him out. Yeah, crazy. Whoa, holy shit. But it was actually because Kung Fu Pao... Kung Fu was powerful, and he was power-hungry. That's why he was evil. Yeah, not because of the good character development of the first movie. No, 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 no. Anyways, yeah, I'm just gonna read about this. <laughs> okay, can we plug the socials in? No, 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 no. Was, He received a shot no, when his okay. gun stole up or revealed his uncle was Tai Long. Okay, you can, you can and, stop. You and, can, we can and, Okay, so, I think we're gonna plug the socials. Uh, pretty quick. Okay, so Instagram, we are the real Chill Mart. Thank you for highlighting it. Uh, Twitter, we're at ChilliMarty69. On YouTube, we are Chill Mart Podcast, and you can find us on Spotify at Chill Mart. I'm Riley, and I'm joined always by you guys. Hang. No. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. We keep saying, oh, it's either the guest or the Pixar ranking. Um, so the guest we're going to put on hold, I think, for a while. Um, schedules got complicated. So we'll, we'll put that on the back burner for now. But the hope, we keep saying it, but the hope is next episode is Pixar ranking. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at you. I'm just, oh, I, I need to... It's just like, I don't want to watch 6 because I know I'm going to regret it. But we got to do it. You got to power through. Because why do you think I haven't watched them? Some of them are good. Like, Toy Story 4 is great. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right. Um, alrighty. Thank y'all for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.